Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. See for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Absolutely. Head out to Caldera Lab. Get yourself a discount. Use our code, REF the district. Just and REF, get, by the way. Just I, REF. I meant Sorry. to say that last week. Uh, yep. Just REF. Get yourself a discount there at Caldera Lab. This is, skincare is important. You know, I, I understand a lot of this might be, you know, rough. You know, want some rough hands, but you can have some smooth skin up on top. Stay young. Stay young longer there. So. And, I got smooth uh, skin. It, smooth. I, I might have smoother skin using Caldera Lab than I have transitions. As I absolutely blundered what was an excellent segue uh, by clicking the wrong button. I can't believe that I. I that was the second week in a row. So to, okay. to, what? What's the? Uh, what happened? Like, is it you're just hitting the wrong button, or yeah, is something just, out of order that you're? I don't know what it is. I, I know I'm just supposed to hit it. Maybe it's because of the new sponsor and I'm looking for the different thing. It doesn't uh, yeah. matter, gentlemen. What does matter is even in the haze that is the Northeast right now, yeah. uh, there was mini camp today. Chase Young is back in the seat. You've got a QB1 battle. You've got a CB battle on the outside. You've got... You know, players hyping up other players. You get some of the guys who you were excited about last season who are starting to show out, you know, during minicamp right now. Trev, what do you think? What is your biggest takeaway after these two days of minicamp? Sounds like minicamp is energized, spirited, lively, chirpy, chattery, all kinds of adjectives that fall in the same category as what I just said. Um, it's great to see Chase Young back. Says he looks he looks explosive, which he does. Um, they asked him about his fifth year option. He just said, "I'm here, ready to play," which is a great answer. Um, they asked Montez Sweat about Deron Payne's bag acquisition. He said he set the blueprint, so I want to be like him, pretty much do that. It's good to have the whole band back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to hear Eb is yelling his tail off and holding people accountable on the offensive side of the ball. We never had that, never heard that coming out of camp. I don't know how long. Um, I sent you guys a video today about the defensive line coach, Coach Z, getting getting after him, using some choice words that probably aren't so safe for your kids. Going <laughs> Won't be playing that like, clip here. I no, but <laughs> I'm, I'm excited hearing about training. I mean, OT, I mean, minicamp. I mean, like it's minicamp, no pads, but it's good to hear positivity coming out of the changes that were made to the team, like the EB acquisition, Emmanuel Forbes, Chase Young is back off that knee injury. Uh, some of the other guys that are stepping up from last year, Jeremy Reeves is, is balling out. Uh, Cam Curl's balling out. Jamin Davis is going to be better once he's healthy. Sounds like our D line is all the way healthy, which is good to go into training camp. So I know it's just no pads, but it's, it's good to hear some positivity and some strides are being made in camp right now. Yeah, Stoner, there's, again, no lacking of, you know, big topics or topics to go after. But what is the one that you've kind of honed in on here in these first couple of days? 
Do you want me to skip over the obvious one? The yeah. quarterback is always the obvious one. You want me to skip sure. over there, or do you want me to say yeah, that? If that's the biggest that's, one that you got, then we, we can go with that one. I like okay, Trev's so, answer, but if you got a hyper-focused one, I want to hear it. What is the one that you've hyper-focused on? Well, I think what's really good about it, ab about this camp, is we don't have a lot of injury concerns at this point. Last year, you had injury concerns. You had the Curtis Samuel injury issue. You had, of course, the Chase Young. When is he going to be back? You had, you just had a lot of Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas was another one for sure. And so there was a lot of concerns about that going into camp. When are they going to be ready? How long is it going to take? All that stuff. This year, you don't really have that. You've got a couple of guys who are maybe taking it easy. And not going too hard, the Cam Curls, the or not Cam Curl, the Jamin Davis of the world, and uh, who who else? Uh, the Cashmere Allen, an undrafted free agent that everyone wants to hype up. <laughs> everyone is in love with that guy. Yeah, Armani Rogers, a fourth string tight end, who we all like, but he was a fourth string tight end. Let's not get carried. Away. I don't think he was going to be fourth string You're if right. he just if he stayed healthy. Uh, uh, that's that's a good argument though. When you got Bates, Logan Thomas, and Cole Turner, Arm Armani Rogers fits in there at four at best. Yes. I mean, I mean he's no Samus Thank Reyes, you. but, Thank you. <laughs> but he's gonna be a fourth. He was a fourth guy at best, or maybe they could use him in different. He situations. literally beat out Cole Turner. He was getting he was Cole getting was passing hurt. reps ahead of Cole Bates. No, he took Cole Turner's spot because yeah, Cole was hurt. He had a calf injury. Yeah, that's how he got his opportunity. Yeah. You guys are misremembering this. Are we no. uh, recreating history over here? Oh, you're, are you thinking of that one screen he took during the season? And okay, I'm, if, go ahead and look at what that one screen. Okay, that one screen was in game one. Okay, that was before yeah. Cole Turner's injury in like week three. No, Cole like Turner that. got injured in training camp. camp. Oh, yep. yes, right at the end oh, of camp. Whatever. You're yep. trying to recreate history. Yeah. You busted <laughs> We caught him trying to recreate yeah, history. You're busted. But okay, so. After having said all of that, yeah. that's a that's a really big deal that you don't have major injuries to be concerned with. But the storyline is always will be you can't overlook it is the quarterback position and whether Sam Howell is going to win that job and he's going to look to lead this team throughout the entire season. I you've heard some good things, you've heard some mixed bags about him, you've heard some really good things about Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but again, this is just this is just without pads, sort of a little mini camp. This isn't the real deal yet. So almost everything is going to be positive anyway. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that you you're like we've heard really great things about Jacoby Brissett. I, I haven't really heard necessarily I, glowing reviews from Jacoby Brissett, and I have heard some really good takes from Sam Howell. Now, of course, he's had mistakes this is the time to make those mistakes and they're still kind of learning and everything. It seems like they're still trying to put their, all their eggs into the Sam Howell basket, although hmm. they have certainly hedged their bet. There is a basket oh, out wow. there in the Jacoby Brissett uh, side of the field where they are okay moving it. And I think that, I think that surprised some people because Ron Rivera and, you know, the Martys were like, he, Sam Howell is QB one. And of course we're, not doing the ring, the the uh, you know we're over here howling, but um, but they've always said that he is starting as QB one. Now right. you got Jacoby Brissett, who Trav, you like to point out all the time that they paid money 
to mm-hmm. potentially start here. In fact, there's a lot of incentives in starting games mm-hmm. for this, which is probably pretty common for a backup to have those kind of uh, incentives. So that way they get paid closer to a starting QB. What do you make of the QB one battle? I don't think there's a battle. I think mm. they're just pr- doing what they're supposed to be doing during mini camp press conferences, include mm. everybody in a positive way that you went and got in the off season. Um, I feel like the commander's social media team put that one highlight of Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball to Cole Turner just because it's like, oh, crap, we forgot that we signed him. Everything else has been been Sam Howell and McLaurin and Dotson. Let's throw a Jacoby one in there just because, you know, he is here. But And with Ron saying, you know, there's still a a battle or whatever, like he said a long time ago, Sam Howell's QB one, but Jacoby Brissett has a chance, a strong chance to be the starter week one or whatever. But I think that's just – you just he just has to say that. You think it's just lip service? Yeah, man. And even Jacoby Brissett said we'll cross that bridge when we get to that bridge about taking team uh, team one reps and mm-hmm. camp and stuff coming up. So I don't think there's a competition. I think EB loves Sam Howell. He's just molding him into the player he know he can be, getting after him, getting in his case a little bit, um, which is good. It'll make Sam Howell better. But you don't really hear that about him addressing Jacoby Brissett like that or. Anything. It's all been about Sam House. So I think it's just smokescreen just to do the right I think thing. it is definitely a part of a little bit of the the tough love yeah. that, they, that these coaches, especially the kind of old school coaches, are known for. And we've seen it here. Jamin Davis was uh, a victim of it, uh, if you will, yep. you know, last year. And it, I think it's the, the interesting and possibly even frustrating thing for me with all this is just how inconsistent Ron is when it comes to his – his approach to uh, like these positions, right? Cause you know, he's, he said he's, he's gone the route of like, I'm going to name the starter and they're going to be the starter. He's come out and he said, I don't want my starter to look over their shoulder. And then he's gone the route of like, there's a competition. He's, he's even kind of put that in the middle of the season after saying that he was just like, I don't want the starter to overlook their shoulder. And so it's just like the back and forth and, and, Unfortunately, that is just what happens. And really the frustration as a fan of, obviously, is that we just don't have a QB1. No. We are hoping, beyond hope, that it's it is Sam Howe. Howe. It is. Of course. Of you know, course. Not just for minicamp, Trev. Not just no. for for, o, you know, for OTAs. Not just for preseason. We're talking QB1 for the next decade of our lives is Sam Howe. That's what we're all hoping. Right? Is it That's a best case scenario for us? Yeah, for sure. Is it a is it a fair, actual fair competition between? Are all things equal? Obviously, Sam gets to start off as QB one and get those starter reps. But is it all? Is it a fair playing field for them to battle for this job? Is it? A, is it a fully open competition, or is it tilted towards? Howell to be able to do it and he has to lose it. I so I do think uh, Stoner to take this one first. I do think that it is Sam Howell's to lose, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily see that as being tilted in his favor, right? He's been given the reins, he's getting the QB1 reps. Mm-hmm. He it, he has to essentially show either he is the guy or he's not the guy. Now, Jacoby Brissett in practice is looking better, especially this early on. I don't think they're going to hesitate to put him in. And and one of the things I think is going to be most interesting and kind of what I'm wanting to see a little bit more of, because we have heard, as Ian pointed out, that that 
people who've gone out there have said Sam Howe has looked better or they've that he's looked looked great. better than Brissett than, or just looked good. looked good and looked better than Brissett. I've I've seen this as well. What I want to hear and see, because this is one of the things that Ron said as far as the QB1 competition they're going to you know take into account, is the teammate aspect. Um, I want Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel to be like Sam Howell. And we heard it today, uh, Sam Howell's throwing dots, right? Mm-hmm. That we need to hear more of that. We need to hear more of his teammates around him going the way that they talked up Heineke, the way that they loved Heineke is what we need to hear for for Sam Howe. Because if Jacoby Brissett is the guy who's there in the locker room and he's he's the one getting buddy buddy with the guys and he's out there performing well, and the teammates all of a sudden are starting to back Jacoby Brissett, then I think Sam Howell's gonna start moving down that roster if they're equal playing. Hmm. Trev, you think it's an equal uh, shot for both of them, or or is it Howell's job? Um, well, judging by the press conference when they asked Jacoby Brissett about taking starter reps and QB one reps, he said we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. So I guess he's not taking. If he has any, not taken starter reps yet, well then there then there's the answer. Then no, it's not a fair open competition. If it was, he'd be taking starter run reps and they'd be battling out for real. That maybe that happens yeah. when the pads come on for training camp. And it gets a little hotter outside and stuff, but as of right now, it's this is Sam's Sam Howell's team as of right now, and Jacoby's mm-hmm. QB too. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I I believe it's a little it's an unfair competition and that it is tilted towards Sam. But I and and you, you guys are saying, yeah, I, I mean somebody does have to be that guy. Well, I we think. drafted him too, so that kind of is like why would we draft him? Let him start last game and then be like, oh, Jacoby here. You can just take starter one reps more than Sam. Because this might be your last season coaching ever. (laughs) (laughs) But Sam might still stay. You never know. We never know with his ownership. We don't know if they want to keep or let people go. So that's just, that's a whole other thing. So, but true. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just answering a question. Why would you go with a journeyman quarterback over a fifth round uh, person that you drafted the year prior? It's because your job's on the line. So, I feel that if they are putting that much faith into Sam Howe, that they they know that their jobs are on the line, and they're putting they're saying Sam is the guy. I think it's a lot more than I think it's fair. I think it's a fair enough competition. Well, yeah, there was yeah. an there was an instance in camp today where the ones were out there on offense, mm-hmm. and uh, Howell threw an interception. The very next snap, he fumbled the snap, mm-hmm. or he bobbled the snap. For for you want to get the words right, he bobbled the snap. Eb comes in there, yanks the starters out, curses yeah. them out, and says, "Get the twos in there. I want somebody who knows how to play." Something yeah. to that effect. Okay, mm-hmm. that's Sam Howell, and he says, "Look, we understand this happens all the time in camp. It mm-hmm. happens to the best quarterbacks as well. Mm-hmm. They get yanked for screwing up a couple plays in a row." But let's let's try not to have the burgundy and gold glasses and look at this thing and say all we hear is great things about Howell. Hey, this is this, I heard this, on this is the time that we're supposed today, to hear. Yeah, yeah, I heard that on Tuesday was by far his least impressive day of OTAs and minicamp so far. Mm-hmm. And and so let's let's just try not to sugarcoat everything and make everything all balloons and party and all that other stuff. When he's not doing well, we need to 
to be able to read into what people are saying and say, look, he's not having a good day in camp or he's not having a good day. Brissett has looked better. It doesn't mean you should yank him right right away. But I'm just saying, let's just make sure that we're looking at it with an objective view so that we uh, so that we can fully understand what's going on in that quarterback battle. I, I think those are fair. Uh, I, I see some of these comments here uh, that Jacoby shouldn't even start, uh, that Jacoby Washington shouldn't have lied to Jacoby from Jay there. Appreciate you jumping in the chat. I, I think that Jacoby was under no, no misunderstanding that he was being brought in here as a guy who can compete for a starting job but was not going to be gifted and that Sam Howell was likely going to get the mm. start over him. Right, mm-hmm. I, I I have no doubt that Jacoby, he's a smart guy. He took this job knowing that this was going to be an uphill battle for him. That's been his entire career. He's never sure. been, you know, the guy. Um, and, and I mean, both of them are trying to learn this offense. Jacoby has uh, quite a few more years in the league, and he's got some starter experience to him. And that's what you want in your backup. And so I think there's a lot of good things for having Jacoby on the roster. I appreciate, but I, I definitely think that these, I think this coaching staff is ready to ride it with Sam Howell. Yep, barring, barring injury, let's take the injury caveat out of it. And let's just say they stay completely healthy, both quarterbacks the entire year. Does Sam Howell start 17 games? Yes. You think so, Trev? He's going to start yeah. 17 games. If he's healthy, I think he starts all 17. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised you guys are saying saying that. You, I mean, you the just... bar the bar has been set super low over the last three years mm. as far as QB play. They kept they Carson Wentz didn't lose his job until he got injured, and he had some awful games in there. Yeah, you had you had Taylor Heineke averaging Ooh. less than 200 yards a game yeah. and not getting yanked. Well, he did. I just, Eventually, yeah, yeah he when, did get yanked. Okay, great. That's what I'm saying. They Eventually, didn't, they didn't want either. Taylor Heineke got an entire season and then some before getting yanked. Yeah, tonight. that's true. Let's not let's not pretend that, that this is like a, a short leash. Hmm. Sam Howell is if he's healthy, he's probably he's not going to get yanked. They're not yeah. going to Jacoby Brissett unless I. I will say this: uh, give you the one example where ron right. yanked a qb for somebody else and that was his first season dwayne haskins was yanked and alex smith was given the start right. because they were still competitive in the division mm-hmm. and they were just like we need better Fast. qb play now granted yeah. that was what they were one in five they went one they were like one in seven and everybody was still competing for the nfc east spot <laughs> right. i mean it was an absolutely horrendous year Mm -hmm. and that's what it took for washington to switch off qb play i just don't see it happening unless there's that very big outlier as far as it's concerned and and just to be clear before anybody wants to uh, attack me i think al catone said he wants to come out to east coast and 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 i know he's kidding so he said he was joking yeah yeah it's no big deal (laughs) but before people get too crazy I hope he starts all 17 games and and has a you know becomes QB one for the next 10 years. But I I'm just very skeptical of it. I just don't think that if this team starts off one and five and Ron's sitting there 
hanging on every week for his job that he's just going to say, oh, let's ride it out for the future so that the, the so that the future coach can can have some experience with how. Heck no, man. No. Heck no. He's going to say, I'm going to put in a different quarterback. We're going to try something different. I'm not going to do this to Jonathan Allen and Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne and say, we're just going to keep going with this guy who can't do it and have a horrible year. So, because we want Sam Howe to get the experience for future no. coaches and future, he's not going to do that. He's, he's going to yank him. He's, he's going to yank him. His he's leash is very short. He's got everything to lose. I, I, okay. I almost you yank him. You yank him. Exact Jacoby, opposite of what you just You yank him and Jacoby comes in and throws, I don't know, six picks and two touchdowns. Now yeah. what are you going to do? There you go back to Sam. I'm with TJ on this one. If Ron's one and five, he has one foot out the door. And I actually might even double down on this even further. If they are that bad, Ron mm-hmm. might be might be seeing the door before, before Sam Howell gets pulled. Yes, amen. They ain't going to yank Sam Howell. It's, I mean, he's a, a criticism. He's a rookie pretty much if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I really dislike and, that. He is a second-year pro. No, he's a rookie. I'm with he's you, Jack. Thank you. He's a rookie. Thank you. Was this NBA rules where you just you get to have like two rookie seasons? That's some, no. that's awesome. Some You're not eligible to win any rookie reward awards, yeah. but the season is like a rookie. Season. We are going to baseball. We're, they do that. We're going to talk. We're going to talk uh, a lot more about Sam Howell and his play. So I'm not going to. We're going to. We're going to put a pin in this one, okay. and we'll come back to it during the cool down because we're we're going to talk about him, what do we think his projection is and who who all that good stuff later let's move on to some of those other mini camp stories chase young is back stoner has been riding his back and saying just all these awful things about chase missing the voluntary parts (laughs) awful awful things about chase young missing the uh the voluntary parts trev Mm -hmm. you've been you've been in his corner this entire time makes no sense he's back he looks pretty good. Granted, these are no contact drills and everything that he's doing. What do you like to see from Chase Young? Explosiveness. He's back with his boys, back with the team. You can see that he's happy back on the field. You can see him being away from the voluntary OTAs that he's stayed in great shape to get ready to come to minicamp. Mm-hmm. Man- mandatory minicamp. Mm-hmm. Um it's good to see like he doesn't seem like he's an outcast. Doesn't seem like he missed a beat at all. Doesn't seem like he's trying to catch up. It just seems like he was doing what he has been doing this whole time. Doing getting in shape on his own, getting that knee back to where it's supposed to be, maybe even better. And then come to mandatory stuff and now he's part of the team again. So I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Loving to see his highlights on, on OTAs. Granted, it's no pads, it's not probably full speed, but the extent of his knee injury and how crazy it was to see him back the way he is now, it's gets me a little hype. You guys, I, I mean, he did have hype. a hefty knee brace on, uh, which I also like to see this early. Cause I don't want him re injuring it during this period. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't want him re injuring it period. Let me clarify there, but especially during this time, you don't want to have any injuries. Stoner. He's yep. back. He's yep. looking explosive. He does. He looks great. I the videos that we've seen of him, I'll be totally honest, they look a lot different than mm-hmm. the drills that he was doing last year 
obviously, even even when he was off the injured list and he was doing those same kind of drills. Mm-hmm. He's got way more explosiveness, and he should, and, and I'm happy about that, and I want him to come in here, and I want him to wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. I want him to be that force. I want that front office to sit there and punch themselves in the face for not giving him that fifth-year option. I want him to prove to the front office that they made a mistake. Because I actually, even with everything, I thought they should have given him the fifth-year option. Yeah. But but they didn't, and it's too late to change their mind now. But he looks really good. Here's a question I have for you, both of you, because you are both uh, uh, Chase truthers here. and, And you were okay with him missing minicamp. Voluntary OTAs. Voluntary uh, OTAs, sorry. Thank you. Voluntary, completely voluntary. Yeah, completely. In fact, nobody is allowed under the the rules from the NFLPA. They're not even allowed to criticize him for not being there. Bingo. It's voluntary. Which is why they all the time, we're we're just going to talk about the guys who are here. We appreciate the guys who are here. That's why they do that. But here's what I I don't understand, Trev. Okay. You loved, you said it earlier, on this very program, on these airwaves in Ref the District, you loved how Eric Biennemi is getting in guys their S and and screaming at them and holding them accountable. Yes. Do you want to try that again, Stoner? I'm ready for you. He's getting in their what? Getting in their shit. (laughs) (laughs) And... And you love that. And yes. you love how he holds these guys accountable. Yes. He throws them out of the huddles because they're yes. not performing. Yes. And yet, you don't want to hold Chase Young accountable. You just oh want to give him every Voluntary. Pass. Stop with that voluntary. That's it's how you hold Nobody's saying the same piece. thing about Montez Sweat. He missed it too. Nobody's saying the same thing right, about Clark Hunter. Not, he missed it too. He's not Chase Young star power. Okay. But it's the same rule. It's the same thing. I still have a problem with Montez Sweat and EB Charles coaches, Leno. EB coaches the offense. He don't coach okay. the whole team. That's not what I'm t- – I'm not saying EB should be holding him accountable. I'm saying you, Trev, you love how the coaches hold him accountable, yet you don't want to hold Chase Young accountable. Because – not being there for his teammates. Stoner, I don't get it. It's voluntary. Now, I could see if he was not working out. He was posting that he was going to all these concerts. Of course he's working out, Trent. That. That's not no, the point. No, no. He was focusing on getting that knee stronger so he can come back and prove, start to prove something at mandatory minicamp. Voluntary OTAs, what did you do? What did they – What what? What'd oh, they only you? like installed plays. He knows every. He knows worked. everyone on the defensive oh, line. Okay, Trev, not changing. Cancel minicamp. Cancel training camp. You don't need it. He knows everything. No, I'm just saying for the voluntary OTAs, he knows his teammates. He knows the defense. That's not changing. The offense is changing. And I saw somebody say Captain John Allen was there. Yeah, he's a captain. He got paid. He better be there. Captain didn't have to be. Captain Chase Young wasn't there. He's not a captain. Uh, He was. He's not captain. Exactly. But guess what? Here's my thing. It doesn't matter because Ron was asked, does he automatically become a, become a starter? And he said, absolutely. So voluntary OTAs, it didn't matter, bro. It's not about the play. It's not about the talent. It's not about what he's going to be able to do on the field. It's not about being in shape. 
It's, it's about, about being buddy buddy with his teammates. It's about and being accountable and, and holding their hand on the sideline. It's about what if? <laughs> let me ask you this: another question that you're avoiding. Good job, Cam. That's what you're. you're that's what you want him to be there you're doing. Avoiding. You're avoiding the questions. I, I, what I, if, I just want to point out that this is the mandatory po- portion, and we're still you're still talking about the voluntary portion. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the mandatory part. Let's get to what we have seen. Okay, but I still don't understand. You you still haven't sufficient sufficiently explained to me yet. But let me just ask this last question. Then how's that? Okay. Okay. If it's about, I have no problem answering Chase Young questions if it deals with the mandatory. You get one last question on voluntary. Okay. What if everybody had the same attitude that Chase Young had and nobody shows up for voluntary camp? There would what would you alien. say about all of those guys? There would be no need for 90-man rosters because – It'd if you're fine. telling me one through 90 don't want to show up to a voluntary work it camp, then only, only a dozen of sure. those guys actually have the talent to make a day one roster, like based, based on talent alone. Okay. What if the your, your guys who are, your guys who are the bottom of the roster, your Diami Browns, who are your fifth wide receiver, like they need to show up for something that's voluntary to prove well, that they, <laughs> they have a job. Chase Young does doesn't Chase. have to show up to prove that he has a job. He is wow. going to get he's, he's going to get it. starter reps. Yep. Okay. Why does Curtis Samuel show up? Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, John Allen. Because it's a new offense. I just said John Allen. I said he's a why captain. did Cam Curl, who wants a new contract? I t- I've already answered Fuller. this question, Stoner. You want me why? to answer it again? Because I've answered it time and time again. Okay. They believe in the process, they believe that. in the system. Chase Young, I don't think is going to be here next year, even if he has a breakout season. Okay. I just don't, I just don't see it it happening. Yes. No, what makes it okay. okay It says it's voluntary. Thank you. It's voluntary. Don't even get the beep ready. Don't get it ready. That's a horseshit excuse. (laughs) Too late. I beat you to it. It No, it's not. It's it's literally voluntary. All right. Well, well, all we're right. we're moving we're moving on from the voluntary stuff because we hashed that out. Week seven, Chase Young's gonna miss a sack in week seven, and Stone's gonna be like, "Oh, voluntary OTAs." No, if he was no, there, I don't think that. I don't think it really plays out on the field specifically, but it 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 lends itself to the chemistry, the culture, well, the everything now. that Ron is trying to build within he's, a team, and some guys are not buying in, and I got a problem now. with guys who don't buy in. Mandatory. It makes Good. a difference. I'm glad he's there, and he's looked explosive, and I hope he has 14 and a half sacks this year. I <laughs> honestly do. Great. And oh, I yeah, hope you... he, he either gets paid by this team or gets paid Ooh, by somebody else. So uh, he is, I, he's fired upset. up. I just is, I don't understand you guys that attitude. He is fired know. up. Now, let's uh, stick with the defensive line. Uh, All right. Some familiar faces out there. Ryan Kerrigan, a very thin Ryan Kerrigan is out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hall, yeah, Hall of Famer Warren Sapp as well mm-hmm. uh, out there with Coach Z, who is, mm-hmm. you mentioned Trev was using some, uh, some censor-worthy nice. words there. Um, what do you like about having the return of Kerrigan and Sapp there, Trev? Continuity. It started last year when um, Coach Z took over for Sam Mills, middle of the season, um, and he saw the defensive line improve. Proof of the pudding, Deron Payne got paid, okay? That's all you got to know. 
Sure. So I'm loving it that they're coming back at the very start of the 2023 season, 24 season. So I'm loving it. It's going to do nothing but build our defensive line and, and make it better and stronger. So there's nothing better than, or, or, and there's nothing wrong ever with bringing Hall of Famers no. and and Ring of Honor mm-hmm. players to come in and coach those positions. I yep. think they should do more and more and more of that of guys mm-hmm. who are willing to do it. You want to see the? I'd love to see Chris Cooley coming in there and working with the tight end. Oh, that would be dope, dog. Right? I mean, maybe he does when you get new ownership because there's obviously a rift there with the, the – How about Vernon Davis? Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis come in. Jordan Why's Reed come back. LeVar <laughs> Arrington come in and work with the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, London Fletcher get out there. Come out the radio booth for a that. minute. There's nothing wrong with that. That's That can do nothing but add value to what is already taking place. Now, do you think Warren Sapp is going to be offered a contract this season or maybe next season as like an assistant to Ryan Kerrigan or assistant to Coach Z? I think he re- very much enjoys wearing his little bucket hats and coming out for a couple days and then going and back going. and doing whatever whatever he wants to be doing. I don't think I don't think he wants a, what is the grind. And that was one of the things that Ryan Kerrigan talked about last season was he was kind of testing the waters because he had just retired. He didn't know if he wanted to retire. It felt like it was too soon for him to walk away from the game, but he knew on the field wasn't where he was going to contribute. Coaches put in more time than the players uh, more often than not. And, Mm -hmm. and so it is a bit of a grind. So I don't think SAP is looking for a long-term thing. I think he, he enjoys it, but I agree with both of you that this is just a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and what I think I appreciate most is I am certain that they've heard that message over and over again about how it isn't about you as an individual. It is about you as a, as a unit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we, Sam Mills, we were getting on him uh, for his coaching coach. Z, he probably said it, coach Z's been saying it, but you bring in a guy, you know, that had a hall of fame career like sap and mm-hmm. he's the one telling you mm-hmm. this guy who had, and, and Ryan Kerrigan, who has, if not a hundred, nearly a hundred sacks in his career. If these guys are telling you like, Hey, you need to work as a team because it's you, you will get yours. If you are doing your assignment and you are doing the way that you're doing your natural ability is just going to get you there. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're more willing to listen from a guy like sap who again has, has a mantle, has a bust up in Canton and, was a guy who I think someone like Chase Young, who mm-hmm. is a younger dude who who is very image conscious, right? That uh, Yam had made a joke earlier. Of course, he was going to show up for the media day and and have his picture taken and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Chase loves that kind of stuff, right? And he, I, I know he loves a guy like Sap, who was in the forefront during his career, who was a very vocal guy, who was a very eccentric player that's what chase young is and if he's if he has someone like that to be a role model i think there's only good things that are coming these are some great names vernon you know uh vernon davis uh mm-hmm. chris cooley like these guys bringing those uh i like the uh the errington for from linebacker university having him Clinton come Portis back out and, yeah Clinton Clinton Portis. Portis was there absolutely mm-hmm. So that I I like it. I want I agree. I think we should do some more of that and and see some more of that. Now, just because you're great at the position doesn't necessarily mean you're a great coach, which is maybe also something SAP is lacking. But hey, that should that still brings some good motivation and some 
you know, good experience to the table. And if it's for a day or two, I, I just don't see why we don't do that more often. And then we see that video of Chase working with Andre Jones, right? The the rookie seventh rounder, sixth rounder. I already forgot. And yeah, we saw Jones him out there. Yep. Yeah, he, and he's out there giving him some. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chase Young is not like some some great defensive end at this point to where he's going to be able to say, "Hey, do it like I do it," or whatever. But you like to see that. You like to see the 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 guys who have done it at least at some level be able to mentor the younger guys and it's the same way you you want to see it within the practices within teammates guys helping and then you want to see the guys come back the greats come back and be able to uh to help the younger guys as well i i love it i i I wish there's more of it and maybe when dan leaves maybe there will be because there's a lot of bridges that were burned yeah with former players and so maybe that happens uh, once you get it, we get a new. Which order. is interesting because Dan's always been a uh, a player's owner, so yeah, it's interesting for, sure. for for any bridge there to be burned. But sure. it's um, it's something to keep a mind mind of and or keep keep an eye on. Who, who which cornerbacks would you bring in? Daryl Green, of course. Carlos Rogers. Carlos mm. Rogers, that's an interesting one. Sean Springs can come back. Champ Bailey. Sean I was Springs thinking about great. I was thinking about Champ, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Champ had too little, probably too little time with us, but I always appreciate. It. I still have a Champ jersey. The, um, but uh, I ask about the cornerbacks because it is turning out to be quite the battle there with uh, the top cornerbacks, as you have Emmanuel Forbes, who is as advertised, Seems looking great, uh, look matching up well with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Kendall Fuller is has been excelling at the outside. And you have Benjamin St. Juice, who we know that this coaching staff likes. And, of course, Quan Martin as well, who is maybe their dedicated slot corner. Uh, Stoner, I know your thoughts about it because we talked about it with Doug. Make sure you guys check out um, uh, that content that we had with Big Doug. But, Trev, how are you positioning these top four corners? I think BSJ needs to stay healthy. That's his main thing. Um, he's, he's a pretty good lockdown corner. Has some has some uh, costly uh, DPI calls last season that kind of, like I said, cost us. But um, if he can work on that, I think he'd be great. But he's got some competition. And I think if he stayed healthy all the years he's been with us, then maybe it would be a different argument. Maybe it'd still be some competition. But he's definitely got some ground to make up now because Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin have come in and, kind of taken over and put their feet in the ground and established their spot. So, but that's good to have, that's good to have competition in the, in the secondary like that, because if, if you don't, then there go your depth questions. There go your certain package questions. There go, does he fit here in this package? Does he fit there in that package? It seems like all of our players can fit everywhere for them. For the most part, they can play inside, outside. So I just love the competition, but BSJ has got some ground to make up if he wants to be a starter on this on this defense. Well, Stoner, you hedged your bets quite heavily, sat mm-hmm. on the fence. I did. Uh, in Doug's uh, show, but I'm not going to allow it here. You got to pick your one, two, three. Oh, you played the fence. Though. Oh, he did. He totally pulled a Nathan. He totally was just like, well, the best man really should, and I can oh, see that, and I can do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Give me your one, two, three, 
Give me, give me your your outside corner and your slot corner. Who's who are the the uh, top three for you in that regards? I'm sure it's going to have to be uh, Forbes, Fuller. I, I guess we're going to have to go with uh, Martin at this point because, as everybody says, and I think Yam even said it earlier, the best ability is availability, and BSJ has not been that available. And I think I heard it somewhere. Can't confirm. It's just kind of swirling around in my head. Somebody said that Ron alluded to the reason, one of the biggest reasons they drafted Quan Martin in the second round was because they couldn't trust BSJ to stay healthy. Yeah. And so that's a really big deal. If if he can't stay healthy, then how can you count on him? So he's probably going to be your fourth guy. But that's that's a really good, what, what do you call that? A quad, quadruple? I mean, you have you have a triple triplets oh my god uh quadruple quads yeah. uh, that's that's a pretty good Your one through four tandem. is good that's yes yeah. <laughs> that's a good tandem to have and it's kind of exciting again we talked about this with big doug i didn't agree with drafting two corners when you had the third best passing defense in the league and you had the worst offense one of the worst offenses and then you go defense defense i didn't really agree with that but now that you've got it, it's going to be really nice to have four guys that you can put out there. If you put those four guys out there, and let's just say you put all four at the same time, and then you put two safeties, you put Forrest and Curl out there, and then you've got five defensive linemen, uh, the, the guys that we know. If you've got uh, uh, Mathis, Allen, Payne, Sweat, and Young, yeah. and those five guys are going after the quarterback, and you've got those six defensive backs, Yeah. That's that's something that can work, and it's going to be exciting. And we're not even done. And that's Jamin Davis on the bench, and yeah. and that's uh, you know Reeves and and some of those other guys still on the bench. So, man, that so could be really good. Trapkey season. Tra- it's trapkey season. As cornerback five and. Yeah, and and you let up a touchdown for seventy yards. Um. Oh wow! No, because he's fast. Yeah, that's true. He could catch up to him. It might be a gain of 75 yards after go. he tackles him right at the goal scoring. line. Yeah. <laughs> looks like Kevin's catching up. We appreciate you jumping in there. I see Gregory jumping in and teasing the uh, the the terminal leave beard, the retired Air yeah, Force buddy. beard. Uh, so it's uh, it's it's coming along. Um, I I've said it. I, I I agree. This is Fuller and Forbes on the outside, and they don't like. St. Juice in the slot. It seems. Yeah. It seems that they want to keep him on the outside too, which tells me that Quan Martin has the inside track, pun intended, uh-huh. to that slot cornerback. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I do think you're going to see a little bit of Cam Curl down there in the box. You're going to see maybe Percy Butler. You're going to see some of the safeties kind of get in the mix there as they like using them in those linebacker roles. You're going to mm-hmm. see, I think, a lot of one linebacker sets where whether or not it's it's uh, Jamin Davis or Cody uh, Barton that are in the center for either health or rest reasons. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see a lot of that defensive line up front. I just love this defense, and I think it's going to be good this year. And now I hope to see some of that good stuff coming over to the offense. Eric Biennemi seems to be doing a good job coaching them up and getting them excited. And we heard a little bit of who might be the most overhyped player here at minicamp or people that maybe not overhyped is the right word, but the one that we're going to get hyper-focused on, and that's Chris Paul on the offensive line 
being able to fill each of the positions is what coach Ron Rivera said. The offensive line shaping out to be Charles uh, Linos, Deke Charles, um, uh, Gates at center, Cosme at right guard, and Wiley at right tackle. Chris Paul, though, was they, uh, the question was asked, is he pushing for a position at left guard? And the response was, he's pushing at all of the positions. Oh, what do you make of the offensive line? Chris Paul maybe nipping at the heels. Uh, Trev, this is... I thought uh, he got released today. Didn't he get released today? <laughs> I'll get released today. I really think the question was asked because that 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 news broke and they were like, let's ride the Chris Paul thing. So ask a question about Chris Paul, uh, our version, not the basketball version. Poor Nuggets can't even get themselves trending on uh, in the NBA. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead with the the football side of the cr- uh, house for Chris Paul. There, Trev. Smoke. I'm, Whoa! I'm really? Okay. Yeah, I mean. Come on, guys. There's no pads on. It's not full speed. He's nipping at the heels of of who exactly? Like to to be City a Charles or I mean, that's about it, really. Yeah, like smoke. I don't take fully. I don't really pay attention to it. I think it is very overhyped. I think it's what are you supposed to say? Nah, he sucks. He hasn't made no improvements at all. He's just you know a good depth guy, great character. You know, I love his work ethic, but he sucks. No, you're supposed to say something positive. So nipping at the heels is the nice way of saying he ain't got it, but he's competing. So, you know. I I tell you what, Trev, uh, I might, you know, Gus Bus's love affair with Schweitzer. I might have that Chris Paul on the the offensive line. I like him. I watched that that last game. He's only played one game, Mm -hmm. or at least only started one game. I can't remember if he even – you're already Ashburn, bro. But <laughs> I watched him in that Cowboys game, and everybody said, "Oh, it's one game." Well, the same thing can be said about Sam Howell. But I watched—he dominated the left guard position against those Cowboys. He dominated. He had quick feet. He had burst. He had—he uh, was pushing guys, so he had the strength. I liked him a lot. I think eventually he's going to take that left guard spot from Sadiq Charles. Although Sadiq Charles has been getting a lot of run in camp as well getting a lot of praise from from some of the beat reporters saying he's looked very athletic uh this year so we'll see and he's fighting for his job mm-hmm. or you know he's he's a free agent at the end of the year so he's fighting for a contract i like chris paul i like him a lot i i think that i mean and they like him too right they said that he's only not starting because he's raw and he's going to be making mistakes and stuff and so this no, Trev. This is last season. This I know. now, now this year or this year, I do think that he's getting a little overhyped by the uh, yes uh, by by the coaching staff because you, to me, you really can't be nipping at the heels at Thank every. You. you think he's really going to go in there for Charles Leno? Thank like, you. He's not nipping at the heels of, Cosby, uh, of the tackles. Uh, he mm. he he. Gates the center. He can snap the ball. Yeah. Okay. He, he, I think he's going to be a valuable piece. He might be that West Schweitzer. He might be that, uh, you know, the, the West Martin or whatnot that people really gone. like and, and, uh, and come in the, yeah, it's, it's good to have these guys. I like him as a developmental. And if he ends up being our starting guard, I I'm happy because it means he won it. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to buy into the hype just yet. Nah, not no. going to buy into the hype just yet. One report nipping at the heels and, 
Stone yeah. was like, I'm in love with this guy. Oh, I was in love with him last year. You he go was. back, yeah. go play the tape. I mm-hmm. loved everything he did against Dallas. And I, I at the end I of the season, right? Yeah, but I even loved him <laughs> in training camp last year. I thought he performed pretty well, but he could he couldn't for whatever reason couldn't get past uh not well and and yeah, Trey Turner. I think there was just no trust with the uh, with him being a seventh round rookie. I think there was a lot of uh, them wanting to hold off. They did it with Sam Howell as well. They were. I think there was definitely things for them to work on both of those two throughout the season, and then they finally just were like, "Okay, we've got nothing to lose. Let's start you." And they proved that they're there for the spots. Now, here's a bit of a bold, early bold statement. Oh, okay. Let's write this down. Washington will finish with a top 10 offensive line unit by the end of the season. Not happening. Zero chance of that happening. I'll tell you why it's going to happen after I get Trev. Yep. Trev? Top 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, nah. Nope. Okay. Uh, all right. You guys are right here with me. 59 minutes and 40 seconds into uh, this episode on 124. We got it here. Neither one of them believe in the offensive line, but I do. Mm-hmm. Top 10, which I actually, you guys might have been able to inch me up a little higher here. It, we are not that far removed from having an offensive line unit that ranked in the top five at the end of a season. What was our record that year? Seven and nine. All right. So here's 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 my thinking on this one. Oh, it's, I can't wait. Keep going, Nathan. I've got. I'm gonna turn your clip own this words one against you. Oh, please do. Okay. Rem, just a reminder here, because I said that at during that season, and I and and I even had EB from the Junkies, the OG EB, mm-hmm. uh, repeat my words of wisdom out mm-hmm. there. It's gonna be about the scheme. Okay. It is. It's not. It's not about the players. I'm not saying we have top ten talent. Right. I'm For saying we're going to have a top ten unit, just like that year. Now, granted, we had Sheriff, who was a All Pro, right? He was. You know, he's he's an absolute stud of an of a guard. Got yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as a unit, they perform so much better now. That was Chase Rule, you know, before getting injured and all this other stuff. So there's definitely some factors in there. But EB's job is going to be making this unit play above board. And I think he's going to do that. You're going to see a lot more of these screens. You're going to see some quick passes. You're going to see stuff into space. And it's going to give the illusion, hmm. based on all the stats and everything that goes on, that this is a top 10 unit, even if they don't have top 10 talent. But the scheme itself is what's going to make this this uh, offensive line in the top ten. So, what metric are we using to rank them as a unit into the top ten? There's going to be plenty of people that are going to come out. PF, PFF is going to come out there. You can't go with a sniff test on this one, Stoner, because you're not okay. going to go out and watch 32. That's, that's uh, why I'm teams asking the question. There. So we can go off of you know. Again, something like a PFF off of an ESPN ranking off of like there's going to be yeah. enough there uh, that's going to push it out to say that this is going to be one of the better units. That's that going to be gonna tough. this year. That's going to be tough to do, Nathan, because you have a left tackle who is below average. You have you don't even know who your left guard is. So. Your left tackle's average, by the way. 
Mm. Your left tackle. Look at the look at the okay. look at the rankings on there. He's an 10. average tackle. Okay, he's no, he's not a top ten. I and I say that there's no top right, right. ten talent here. You don't even know who the left guard is at this point. It might be Chris Paul. I mean, that automatically makes them top five for you, Stoner. That's right. Uh, you you have a center in Nick Gates who is below average. Yeah, journeyman. Yeah. You have a right guard in Sam Cosme who's barely played and plays okay when he's been in there. And you have Andrew Wiley, who is below average. And somehow these guys are going to be melded into a top 10 offensive line because of mm-hmm. scheme. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's crazy. And I think you should get your head examined. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe take some medication or something to uh, fix I it. I take plenty of medication already as it is. I don't think All I right. need to add any more pills to that one. Um yeah, I'm just saying, guys. I, I I believe it. It's going to be a top ten, uh, top yeah, ten unit by the end of the year. But use- again, based off of scheme. Yeah. All right, here's. I just found, looked up the top ten according to where am I at? Pro Football Focus. All right, there you go. Oh, Pro, no, no, PFN. Pro Football, Pro Football Network. Okay. okay. Entering this year, top ten offensive NFL line, offensive yeah. line NFL. Eagles number one. Browns yeah. number two. Yeah. Lions number three. Chiefs number four, Cowboys at number five, the Ravens at number six, Falcons number seven, Packers number eight, Niners number nine, and the Vikings number ten. Those are all offensive lines going into this. All season. excellent running teams. The all. Kansas City one, by the way, they the Kansas City wasn't actually that great of a running team, but uh the Kansas City actually one is interesting to me because of the fact that actually statistically speaking, they were a, just a mediocre line mm-hmm. uh, for the vast majority of last season, but they did kind of turn it out there for the playoffs and they're kind of the blueprint that you don't necessarily have to have, you know, these studs, you don't, as much as I would love to have Trent Williams back and Burgundy and gold. Uh, Who was the left tackle that year when they, when they were top five, that 2020 season, right? When you had, Sheriff, and you had uh, who was the guy at left guard? Eric, the guy that we were clamoring Fisher. for last year. Eric Fisher. No, yeah. no, the no, the guy from who was who, who was we here, had, and then he went to Miami, and then he came back. Eric Flowers. Flowers, Flowers, the other F name. Yeah, sorry. Right. So you had Flowers, you had Ruye, you had Sheriff, and you had maybe Morgan Moses was right tackle. Moses, I think, was still who was left tackle. Was it that that journeyman guy that? Uh, was really old. He was like 36 or 37 years old. I mean, what you year? had you had some pretty good talent on what the offense. Was that? 2020, the Washington football team, right? Yeah, that the year we won the the division during yeah. COVID. Yep, yep. And we had that left guard, and he was like from the Raiders. Penn, Donald Penn. Oh, yeah. was that yeah. him? He the left tackle that year when they were a top 10 offensive line, I believe. He was the left tackle. And then we went out and got, uh, what's his name, the next year? Uh, Charles Leno. It says, final roster in 2020 was Keith Ishmael was center. Well, that's because everybody was. He was Cornelius, like- <laughs> Lucas, Wes Martin, yeah, Morgan Moses, David Sharp, Cornelius Lucas, yeah, was listed. Uh, Schweitzer, Rulier, Sheriff, and yeah. Moses. So it might have been no. Lucas was a tackle. Mm. At the time. I thought Donald Penn was, was there. I'm I'm trying to look for the full roster here. That was the final roster. The the only way I will give you the credit for this, Nathan, and I will say that the only way 
that this team, that this offensive line is going to be a top 10 as a unit is via scheme. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be because of talent. Oh, it's totally. It's 100% going to be scheme. Yeah, that's when we had Kevin Pierre-Lewis, a linebacker, Michael Kendricks, Thomas Davis Sr. was our linebacker. <laughs> you guys remember David Sharp on the roster? Yeah, he was huge. Yeah. We, we turned through David Steinmetz. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody of note. So wow. that was, was 2019. Was, was Trent's last year then? Yeah, well, 2018, right? Because he didn't play for a year. I we'd have I'd have to look it back. Wow, yeah. what a roster we had! I'm yeah, just Gus Bus telling us, look, we had they had the answers. We only had Leno in 2021. Not Don- Donald Penn was 2019. Lucas played at left left tackle in 2020. Yeah, you're right. We're over here looking up looking it up, and we have amazing oh, people in the chat. That's right. And Our- and that's why we have you in the chat. And we do, we've, we've been lacking trying to bring you in here. So we do appreciate you jumping in and uh, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, I don't know, Stoner, you do a number check on that one for me. Not uh, bad. Sure Could be there. much better. Could yeah. be much better. Let's hit the, hit that like for us and, and do it. Spread so, the word out there. The, um, it, it is going to be interesting here as we're just at the start of mini camp to see what's going forward. And what do you think is going to be the biggest story? And this, the rest of this mini camp, and we'll say the next mini camp too. Trev. The biggest story at the rest mm-hmm. of this mini camp and next year's mini camp? Next week. Oh, or oh training next, camp? Week. Yep, next week's. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's going to be how, how well the offense is looking as a whole. Of yeah. course, Sam Howe is going to be in there, of course, because he's going to be leader of the offense. But EB is the the Hollywood acquisition we got this year to turn our team around. So we're going to see if, if what they learned OTA voluntary OTAs and mandatory minicamp, if it translates to pads and higher octane practices and training camp. Uh, EP had a, a good question way back at the beginning when we started and I'm trying to find it, but here it is right here. So she asked, and, and this could be oh, yeah. for it is, is the whole hard knocks deal. Mm-hmm. Are they waiting on announcing who the Hard Knocks is because they're waiting on this whole ownership deal? Last year, you know when they announced the Lions as the Hard Knocks March. recipient? Yeah, it was in March. We're in June, and they still don't know? Totally you, know yes. much, you know how much production goes into that to totally put yes. that stuff together, and they still haven't announced, and training camp is – two months away or less than two months away. There is a writer strike going on. I'm not sure if that plays a part into it. And so there's, there's a lot of different factors here. I will say this. I think if they were, if they were going to be selected for hard knocks, we would already have television crews there, but that would have been, we do. yeah, maybe we do. we've, uh, we've seen probably. a lot of people out there and no what one's mentioned, do? That's mentioned true. it, so I'm not quite sh- sure that we're going to end up as the, the Hard Knocks favorite. Uh, maybe I know that the NFL is kind of pining for the Jets because they get Rodgers. <sighs> they're the darling media darlings. Oh, they was high for four days. Hey, let's, let's make a whole show yeah. about that. You got Rodgers. <laughs> you got Sauce Gardner. He's a personality. You got the whole New York angle. No, nah, they think- need us, dog. This is a, we're a history making franchise. We're the that- owner. For 30 years of ownership. That's yeah, but I Trav, think that's, you look at it from the outside, the that's what commanders are super boring. 
Here, and here's the thing, guys. Here's here's why I so. If you want the tinfoil hat and stoner, you got the conspiracy music. Oh, I do. All right, go ahead. If if EP's question was, are they waiting to the ownership change? Yeah. I think the answer is yes. I don't think Washington's going to be hard knocks this season. I think they'll be hard knocks next season because they're going to have a new coach. They're going to have potential. <laughs> Lord Almighty, stoner. Wow. Sorry. I already wear hearing aids. I already have the old man hearing aids on. And what are we doing? Is that better? Is that better? Is that Gus Bus called it. Look, <laughs> he called Gus it early in the conversation. Yeah, he did. We're gonna mess up the music absolutely yeah, every Gus, time. Every Gus time. is in timeout. I, I'm. Uh, oh wow. I those bring odd and horrible migraines Ooh, with loud noises like that. So that's, if you see my eyes watering, it's because my head is literally about to explode. Maybe the Jets do the in season hard knocks and we do the off season hard knocks. It it could be in in season would be fun. I know we're just all gonna love all all gonna love the extra content. I just don't think it's gonna happen this year. I think it's gonna happen next year. New coach potentially, you know, it, like Sam Howell's the QB. Now you get to see him in his second season. He's a young face. He's actually, I think, the fourth youngest starting QB Ooh. entering this season. Right. So if 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 he performs well, you get to put another young face to a franchise. You get you maybe EB's the head coach by then. There's all this excitement because it's not Dan Snyder and everything. There's still just too many pieces of the puzzle that are haven't quite hit here. So I don't think it's going to be this year. I think. Next year is going to be the year for that. So I think that's well, what going to be. Ron is gone. Uh, Tommy is gone. T making a good point there. You actually can't do hard knocks with a new coach. That's so, right. Mm. Mm. all right, that might put a that might put a foil to my. It my might put a foil there. to it. It it a hundred percent would put uh would, would well if, if Sam Howell is good enough to be a starter next year, then you imagine Ron Rivera is probably still a head coach at that point. So it would be interesting. So. Uh, end season would be fun wherever they are we're going to watch that content we're probably going to bring you extra content here based off of it Mm -hmm. uh just because that would be something fun uh to do along the way it's been a lot of fun talking about this we're going to have some more fun in the cool down as we talk about sam howe i did see the on the ownership thing real quick before we do switch to the the cool down here Nothing's coming out right yet on the Josh Harris stuff. When things do come out of it, we will have content for that. So stick with us. It's Sam Hal time in the cool down. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.